everybody. Welcome to Ultimate Insider, Bear Insiders Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Hall of Fame Cal quarterback and radio color analyst for the Bears. And today we are talking about USC, the dreaded Trojans come to town and they are coming off of a down cycle, two losses in a row. They are struggling to find their identity right now. This is a team that everybody was talking about being in the playoff picture to begin the season in terms of the college football playoff. And they are definitely not in that picture anymore with two losses. Um, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, and Lincoln Riley were expected to do a lot for this program. And I'm sure that all the SC faithful are not having it right now in terms of where this team is at. Breaks my heart, I have to say. Uh, I will say this, beating them soundly the worst defeat they had taken uh, my senior year in Memorial Stadium is one of the highlights of my Cal career. So I never lose any sleep over Trojans not getting their way. They are a huge piece of why the Pac-12 blew up. And so uh, for them to get a little bit of their due, I'm good with that. Hopefully the Bears can do one this week. Let's talk about the scouting report on USC and what is going on with that team right now. From the beginning of the season, their defense has been porous. They give up a ton of yards, and they give up a lot of points. And there's a reason for that. So a lot of people break it down position by position. I will tell you, they lose execution in their defense because of the complexity they try to put into it. Alex Grinch is a defensive coordinator, and he was a coordinator for Mike Leach up at Washington State where he was always trying to make something happen, trying to figure out an edge, trying to create blitzes and create packages and create looks and give you different reads and everything else, where he would get you out of position and create the big play, create the turnover, get the ball back. And he did that through just a multiple of looks on defense. By nature, they are a base 4-2-5 team, meaning they're an even front, four down linemen, two linebackers, nickel package, five DBs behind it. But they do a ton of stuff out of it. Stunt and twist up front with the defensive line and linebackers. They run a bunch of different coverage looks from zero to zero robber to one to one robber, one rat, one uh, one sneak. They run all kinds of stuff in terms of man coverages with blitz packages and dog packages off of it. And then they go to their zone stuff where they'll play two, a little bit of two man. They'll play four. They'll play three. They'll play a bunch of stuff. Does it sound like a lot? Because it's a lot. And so what's happened is you have a bunch of really talented football players. They're fast, they're athletic, they're what you would expect from USC football players. But they are not executing at a high level because there is so much stuff that they are trying to learn. They have too much in the package, which is great for opposing offenses because they are, like I said, very talented. And if they could execute at a high speed, if they could execute at a high level, then they would be trouble to deal with. But because they do so much, they don't do any of it extremely well. And that gives offenses a chance. One of the things that stands out about this defense when you watch them on film is they have matchup issues. Teams will use motion, they will use movement, and they will get matchup issues where you will have receivers running scot-free. Nobody near them, nobody on them, man. Looks to me most times like it's a linebacker or a defensive end who's supposed to be what they call green-dogging, meaning they're coming on pressure, but if a bat comes to your side, you peel and you run with them. That's what it looks like. I don't know. I'm not in the huddle, so I don't hear the call. But from my experience, it's that or it's a linebacker who's missing their assignment from inside out on a running back and just coming in pressure instead of on the green dog anyway. 
that's a problem. When you let guys run free, teams can scheme you and find a way to get, get teams free. If they can predict your pressure or if you show pressure, they can have automatic checks that get you into position to get guys out of the backfield, that get guys into the route, that get guys free. Cal took advantage of that last week where they had a green dog outside backer slash defensive end who had to cover down on Jade Knott. And Fernando Mendoza took a shot, but he stood in there, delivered the ball for the touchdown. And so those are the kind of matchups you can create against a defense that doesn't cover down properly. That's one of SC's deal. There's a difference between being balanced in what you do. Like if you run man, half man, half zone, now you're a balanced defense and it gives the offense something to think about in the way they attack you. But they are stretched in terms of what they do. They do too much. They try to do, they try to have an answer for everything. Too much defense in the playbook. And as a result, none of it comes out great. So that's what that's my opinion as I watch film on these guys. That's who this defense is. That's what's created problems for them this year. Uh, a lack of discipline, which is not horribly uncommon for a USC team, but they lack discipline. They are not huge up front. Their defensive line is athletic, as always, but they are not huge. And so that lack of size causes problems against the run game as well for teams that can match up in terms of size. Up front, Probably the best defensive lineman for them, Bear Alexander, number 90. He is going to miss the first half. He had a targeting call against Utah last week, late in the game, had a personal foul, and then a targeting call. So a couple of big plays uh, in a row, or right on top of each other in the same drive, that helped Utah to win that game. He will miss the early part of this game with a targeting call. So first half, he is out. They do have other dudes inside at that position. They have some edge rushers, number 10, uh, Jamil Muhammad, can rush the passer a little bit off the outside, kind of linebacker-sized athleticism. You know, a good athlete out there. He's a guy that will show up on film. And then uh, they got a bunch of other big bodies. They get off the ball. they got good pop getting off the ball. But because they are not huge, if you get into position on them to block, as an offensive lineman, you're going to be in good shape. So I think there's an opportunity in the run game here. They are giving up uh, just about 150 yards a game rushing. And so I think there's an opportunity for the Bears who have run the ball pretty well in past games. Utah last week was a different animal, bigger up front, much more stout up front, heavy box all the time. SC tries to do a bunch of different funky things. So the box will be light at times. You will get matchups and you need to take advantage of them with the run. Like I said, they will also create motions uh, and take advantage of them in the pass as well. Uh, in the secondary, their number one tackler is Kalen Bullock. He's number seven. He's their strong safety. He is all over the ball. As guys do, they roll down. Um, they play that overhang position. And strong safeties oftentimes become your number one tackler. Strong safety slash nickel guys in there who were in position of a linebacker. And so he's their number one tackler. He's a good athlete out there. He's physical. Uh, he can make he'll, – he'll make a lot of plays out there. He's, he's around the ball a lot. Bryson Shaw is a free safety, number 27. They try to match him up when they go to zero coverage. And he has been what I would call the fish, the guy that you go after on defense when they try to match him up. Now, zero means you're going to have pressure right now. So you better get the call right in terms of the matchup. But when he is in coverage, I would try to go after him as a coordinator or a quarterback. I would try to get my guy matched up with him because he has shown some weakness in the man pass game out there on defense. Another thing that hurts this USC defense is tempo. They get misaligned. They get out of position. They look undisciplined. They, uh, they jump off sides, so they have some penalties. They just have a lot of issues when you come after them with tempo. 
And so if I were Cal, I would come after them with the tempo game. Turn it up, come after them fast, make them make decisions, make them get lined up. And I think you will see benefits in that. Like I said, they've got a lot of stuff that they're trying to figure out and try to remember. And so if you come after them with tempo now, trying to figure out what call this is and what I'm doing on this call and who my matchup is, you're going to find some alignment issues, some matchup issues where you're going to get guys wide open. So tempo will help you in the game plan. Earlier this week, I had a chance to talk to Justin Wilcox. Uh, he'll talk a little bit about this USC team, and then I will come back and I will talk to you about the offense as well on the other side. Talk to me about SC this week. You have the Heisman Trophy winner coming in. You have always a really talented set, you know, skill set with USC, both sides of the ball, always, period. Uh, you have a couple of really good running backs coming in, right? Great receivers coming in. How, defensively, how do you stop this? Does it help that you've seen this offense or this offensive style, at least, now under SPAV for a year? Does that help your defense in defending this? Yeah, I, it certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, it, it, it helps more than it hurts um, to say that it's the same. Um, yeah, not quite the same. And obviously, they have some really talented uh, skill and uh, – like our, our guys will be fired up for it. I mean, they had great energy at practice. I mean, this is – we got some competitive guys, so uh, they'll be fired up to play them. It's, it, it'll be a great challenge. They, they, I mean, the quarterback won the Heisman Trophy a year ago, so it's like there's not a whole lot else you need to say. He's he's a pretty uh, rare talent back there. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, this this dude, you watch – I mean, he's the number one overall pick in my mind when he comes yeah. out next year. Like, it, this is the quarterback that you're looking for. If you're the NFL scout, this is the this is the can't miss guy. Now that said, he is the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got a lot on his shoulders. As you watch these games, some of his decision making, it looks like he's pressing a little bit. Does that show up on film? Do you feel that? You do you think yeah. I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Um, I think that the teams that have played him well went up front. Huge. And then he gets sped up. And because uh, when he's not sped up and everything's on rhythm or he can break the pocket, extend the play and you're having a hard time getting him on the ground, then that's difficult. I mean, because it's the, the skill you got to cover. They, they can run too, really run. And so uh, I think, you know, the, you got to play well up front. I don't you don't you don't be USC and not play good in your front seven on defense. Yeah, I mean, any guy that's like that, you've got to move him, right? Get him off yeah. his spot, make him uncomfortable, make him hurry his reads. That's a big piece of it. Um, yeah. Talk to me. Both their backs are good. Austin Jones, we know him from Stanford history. But Marshawn Lloyd, I think when I watch film on this guy, boy, he is he is a really good runner. Yeah, uh, I would say the same. You know, if, if Austin Jones is the backup, then, you know, that's saying something about the starter. Yeah, they're so, both oars, right? They're oar in that position, yeah. but but Marshawn Lloyd to me just to go very, very talented. Down. I mean, very, very talented. Uh powerful, strong, um, kind of you know, they so if people that show them a, a heavy box and they got all the RPO slash pass game, and then you show them a light box, hand it to that guy, or so they got he's a weapon. I mean, he's just a flat out, I mean, he's a pro football player. Yeah, with without a doubt. And then at receiver, right, there's there's four guys that are – they're spreading the ball around pretty good. Brendan Rice, kind of a big play guy. Jerry Rice's son, everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. But but he's 
it seems he has gotten better every single year there at USC. He's bigger. He seems faster. He's making the big play when he needs to. Talk about defending him as a receiver. Yeah. we. Uh, I remember playing against him when he was at Colorado. Exactly. He had a big kick return against us. Um, yeah, he's a talented guy. And the older he gets, the better he gets. Um, got catch radius, he, um, size. And as you, as you mentioned, you know, there's – they got number 16, number one. They got a lot of people to spread the ball to. So yeah. it's not like you just pick one and say, all right, we're going to cloud that guy all day. You know? Yeah. So Lots of I, options. And then the backs out of the backfield, the screen game with the tight ends, like it's yeah. all there. Counter RPO stuff, counter yeah. screens. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they got a lot of different ways to stress the defense and you got to win. I mean, you know, if there was one style of defense, it just worked you know, one scheme that everybody would do that, but you got to win against some blocks. You have to knock a ball down. You got to uh, tackle on a screen or, you know, a one-on-one when you get in the open field with the back, you got to, and then you have to bat a ball down. You have to win a one-on-one vertical or across the field. Yeah. And then every time they present a question that you answer, they come up with another question on the backside Mm -hmm. of it. So pretty good on defense or on offense. Defensively, they've, they've been a little bit shaky. Huge piece of it is, You know, offenses are much better in college football right now. We're in one of those periods where offenses are great. But uh, another piece of it is they're not as great up front, it seems. And, you know, the game entirely boils down to, if you want the simplest answer, is do I win in the trenches? If I win in the trenches, I'm going to win a lot of other places as well. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about their defense. Well, yeah, I think uh, the one thing that does stick out, though, um, their edge players are – they have like three edge guys that are really noticeable. Um, 10, you know, 51, those guys have, let's see here, 10, almost 20 TFLs and 11 sacks between them. And then you got number 90, the guy that came from Georgia. Yeah. He's a, he is a uh, elite, you know, physical uh, talent at D line. Now he's going to miss the first half, right? Because he had a penalty. As far as I know, unless they uh, overturn it. Yeah, you will. So those guys are really talented. Um, the safety's a really good player. Uh, they do a lot of movement. I mean, you get four down, you get odd, you get kind of, you know, fire zone stuff. So they create some negative plays with all that. And yeah. then with that comes, okay, when you catch them in something, you got to make them pay, whether it's a run scheme or pass, you know, a pass concept versus a certain coverage. When you get your chances, you know you got to take advantage of them. And I think we talked a lot about that going into our game against Utah, and yeah. and you hit on it. We had three big, big chances to make explosive pass plays, and we missed them. So yeah. those are the ones we got to hit. Yeah, those oh, missing the explosives, right? Those are game changers. Those are momentum changers. They're, they change the field. They do everything that you need to change. That's a big one. Coach Grinch, their defensive coordinator, has always been kind of an exotic guy, right? He loves to be exotic. It's funny because they come from Clancy, who's an exotic guy, into Coach Grinch, who's an exotic guy. Like, they love the exotics. They love to mix it up and catch you in something. But that means you can catch them in something as well. Yeah. So one focus going into this game this week, what is it for these guys? Obviously, the last time in the Pac-12 that you're playing USC, right, your second oldest rival in the conference, what's the focus going in for your team? What are you telling them? Well – we know they're a talented team and they're going to have big guys. They'll have fast guys, but we need to play physical. Like you don't, 
you don't go into this game and say, we're just going to play finesse and seven on seven. Like this has to be a physical hard fought game for us. And so we're really uh, focused on at every position. And it's not just the fronts. We're talking about corners and receivers too, playing very, very physical uh, because that's what it's going to take to win. And obviously you have to execute, but physicality is key uh, every week, but especially this week. Yeah. And I have never liked USC. You know, one of my pride points is I never lost to SC as a starter. So, you know, that makes me very happy. Never lost to an LA school as a starter. So that makes me very happy as well. But, but beating these guys is huge. So looking forward to the game this week, especially it'd be great to go out of the pac 12 with the win against these guys. And especially with the reigning Heisman trophy winner, just a little extra edge there helps. You got it. We're, we're, uh, we got a great challenge in front of us and our guys are fired up. I know today's practice was very, very spirited. So they'll be excited to play. Awesome. Thanks coach. All right. So that's coach Wilcox. I feel like there's a true belief on campus. I was out there this week that they can win this game. I think that they have every chance against USC, clearly a very talented football team. When you bring the Heisman trophy winner to town, you are, bring a talented football team. And USC has always had talent. The problem is they haven't been able to rally that talent. The question is, for this game, do they play like prima donnas, which USC teams have been in the past? Uh, and we smacked one of them uh, when I was playing there. And I've seen several teams since do the same, where they're emotionally hurt because of where they are. They've got two losses. Do they start to shut it down? If Cal gets up on them early, if the defense can get a stop or a takeaway, because right now USC is minus one in the takeaway turnover ratio. So if Cal can get a takeaway early and the Bears can go up by a touchdown or a touchdown and a field goal or maybe even two touchdowns, do they shut down? Do they start to backbite each other? USC teams have been known to become vipers on the sideline when things go bad. So will that happen? Can the Bears get up? Those are all keys. And so... Getting the ball back would be key. Giving the offense extra opportunities will be key. Their defense has been porous, as I said. So the more shots you give the offense, if a defense can step up. Now, the defense has not been great the last couple weeks. And so they need to find a way to step up their game, to step up and play big for this USC game. Remember, it's the last time these two teams are going to meet as Pac-12 opponents. 110-year rivalry. And like I said, USC was one of the key drivers in blowing up the Pac-12. So... I would love to see the Bears win this one on the way out. Offensively, for the Trojans, running back Austin Jones. You may remember him. He was a Stanford running back, transferred down to USC from Stanford. He is listed as their starter. 41 carries, 221 yards, four touchdowns. Really good college running back. I think he is a solid football player. Um, but he has become more of a backup role. I should say less carries back there because Marshawn Lloyd has been the dude. 82 carries, 651 yards, six touchdowns. You watch him out of the backfield. He is for real. Wide base, strong legs, hard to tackle, great cutting ability. This dude is the whole package at running back. He will be a Sunday player. Uh, I just think he's really good. And you watch him in that system, and he executes extremely well. So Marshawn Lloyd is a dude you want to keep your eye on. He's a guy that the Bears have to make a priority. The SC has zero lack of talent. I mean, there's no shortage of talent on this offense. They don't have enough footballs to go around to all the guys who are really good. So two guys who I would consider starting tailbacks in the Pac-12, Austin Jones and Marshawn Lloyd, 
very good. At wide receiver, Taj Washington is their number one pass catcher. 300, or excuse me, 30 receptions, 609 yards, five touchdowns. He is fast. He gets open. He finds space. He'll go get the ball, natural ball skills. He will be a Sunday player. So a very good football player at that receiver position. Brendan Rice, who is really good, has 28 catches, 486 yards, but he has eight touchdowns. He's the big play guy. He has size. He has speed. He has the ability to go get the ball. He has shown some pretty superb toughness this year. So admire him as a football player. Uh, I remember him when he was young playing at Colorado before he transferred to USC. So very good football player out there. And he is the big play guy, in my opinion, for them when you watch them on film. Uh, Mario Williams uh, has 24 catches, 200 and almost 260 yards uh, and a touchdown as well. So those are your top three pass catchers out there. But they have other guys that are in that 15 to 17 to 18 catch range. Uh, one guy in particular to keep an eye on is Zachariah Branch. He is a, a wide receiver. I think he has 17 catches this year. So he's got some tools. He can go get the ball. He catches it but he is a phenomenal kick returner. He has a 96-yard touchdown return on a kickoff versus San Jose State and then a 75-yard return versus Stanford on a punt return. So this guy is electric out there. The Bears have struggled uh, in special teams this year in terms of stopping kickoff returns, stopping big returns. And so they've got to make something happen. Luckily, they've they've had a punter who's been fantastic. Lachlan Wilson's been fantastic for the Bears. But they're going to have to either punt away from uh, Zachariah Branch or find a way to cover him down because he is electric out there when he gets the ball in his hands. And so special teams are especially noteworthy uh, this week for the Bears. Now, finally, the biggest one, I talked about him a little bit, the quarterback, Caleb Williams. He is not having the same year, same type of year that he had last year, but his numbers are pretty good. 70%, 23 touchdowns. 2,230 passing yards about. Uh, And so he's been very good throwing the football this year. But at times, he has been pressing, trying to do too much, trying to make too much happen. One of the things I talk to young quarterbacks about all the time is working the process, not thinking about an outcome. And I think Caleb Williams is always thinking about an outcome, moving the chains, doing his thing, you know, getting the touchdowns, moving the thing, moving his team down the field, scoring points. And I think that's in his head a little bit. He presses too much, becomes uh, it becomes frustrating for him, and he tries to make too much happen. Rather than just working the process, working the open guy, getting the ball out, I think he tries to do too much with it. And so at times that has really hurt him, and that's in part how the team has struggled. It didn't have a great game against Arizona. It did not have a great game against Utah. And so um, they just barely got away with one against Arizona. And then obviously they lost their last game to Utah. So he is not having the greatest season of all time. And obviously they lost one to Notre Dame as well. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what kind of team shows up this week. Caleb Williams is a dude. He's probably the first pick of the draft next year if he decides to come out. He's getting paid plenty in terms of NIL money. So it's not like he's going to lose out. There's been talk of him not coming out because he wants to make sure it's the right team who's going to pick him, put him in the right system. And then there was was a a commentator on Fox this week who said that he should stop playing now and not risk getting injured for the draft coming up, and that's just ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, to make that kind of a statement, clearly they're just looking for clicks. It's just dumb. 
Um, I can't imagine any NFL scout or any NFL coach would be interested in a dude who would shut it down uh, because he might get hurt. Because in the NFL, that means anytime you get a sprain, anytime you don't like the matchup, you just shut it down because you're worried about getting hurt. Football is a man's game. And if you don't think that you can play, and if you're worried about getting hurt, perhaps you should not play. Caleb Williams does not strike me as that kind of dude. Caleb Williams strikes me as the kind of dude who's going to play, who's going to go head first into the fire, who's going to make the play. And so I don't see him shutting it down. I don't, I mean, people might be advising him that. He does not strike me as that kind of cat. So I expect him fully to play. Um, last injury update, by the way, Lincoln Riley, their head coach, just got back out of the hospital with what was reported as pneumonia. So he's uh, supposedly on the trip. We shall see. But him not being there at practice all week may have disrupted what they had going on during the week as well. So two losses, pneumonia for the head coach, like some bad stuff going on, defense not playing well. There's an opportunity for this team to really kind of disintegrate in front of your eyes. And it would be nice if the Bears got to see that happen. Anyway, that is my take on USC. I look forward to uh, talking to you guys on the radio. You can always catch me at KGO 810. Uh, me and my partner, Justin Allegri, bringing you everything. By the way, if you want to see some of what SC does on offense, go to my YouTube channel right now, Elite Athletes TV. And there are some plays up there with Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, some of the stuff that I like that they do, very similar to what the Bears do. And I think part of that, by the way, we talk about the offense, they are not performing as well because people are seeing this offense week in, week out. There's eight teams in the Pac-12 alone that are now running some version of an air raid-based scheme. And so teams are seeing it week in, week out, figuring out how to stop it, figuring out how to have, or figuring out the answers for it as well. And, you know, just a side note, that's part, I think, of why they are not performing as well as they did last year. Teams are becoming more adept at stopping it, just like the Bear defense, the 46 became a thing and offense has figured out how to handle it. I think for the air raid, teams are starting to figure out how to handle it. Now, you'll never have all the answers because there's a bunch of secondary reads. Once you get one figured out, they've got an answer for you somewhere else, and Lincoln Riley's very good at that. But we shall see. Anyway, with all that said, let's see if SG shows up for this game. Let's see if the Bears show up for this game. Love Fernando Mendoza. Love what he's doing. they got to protect him. Have to protect him. Give him a chance. He will make some plays. There will be some matchups that the Bears can win in this game. If they protect their quarterback, they're in good shape. When they get a complimentary box, a light box, run the football, pound the rock. Don't be scared to pound it against these guys. Matchups work out well in your favor when you have numbers. And then when you don't, make those passes. Uh, I trust Fernando with that football. He is accurate. He is smart. He makes the right reads. His eyes are in the right place. And so that is all good. I have a good feeling about this game. I talked to Coach Spab during the week out there. Uh, it was great to hang out with him. Saw Justin as well. And so I feel good about where the Bears are at. Let's just see which teams show up on Saturday. And that'll be the key to the whole thing. For now, I'm Mike Pulaski. I appreciate you guys listening and watching uh, Bear Insider. Don't forget, go to my YouTube channel. You can check out Caleb Williams, that SC offense, what to expect on game day. But until then, I will talk to you later. Go Bears. <laughs>